Thank you. Today. You got that? Today? Yes. All right. Hey, love you guys. So glad that you're here. And, uh, and truly, truly, we want to be a blessing to you. I started a series of a couple weeks back, uh, three weeks back, called Having a Life That You Love. And, and I really, I really uh, wanted to kick off the year uh, with casting some vision in our hearts and our lives. I think, honestly, uh, many, many people have gotten to this point. And, and, and you could probably, if we had time to talk, you could probably uh, uh, agree with this. For the most part, many, many people have gotten to a point in their life where they're just maintaining in their life, where they're just... Uh, in this cycle of just getting up, doing stuff, going through the motions, and then going to bed, and doing it all over again. And many people live for Friday, and looking forward to the weekend, and not just enjoying every day of their life. And, and we we're tolerating so much of our life, a big portion, and if we are having the life that we love, for many, it's, it's only a short, short time during the week that we're loving that part of our life. And I believe that God has more for us and that he intended more for us than what most of us are living. And so what I want to do, and in, in honestly, I'm, I hate, I, I, this is a series that could have extended for weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, but I, it, I'm, I'm closing it today, but if you'll just grab hold of the principles that I share with you today, the values that I share with you today, that I believe that it will transform your life. Yes. The Bible says don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your life can be transformed by the Word of God. The Word of God has the, the ability and the power to transform any and the worst of lives, any life, into a, a life that he has desired and designed for us. And that's the good news. So if your life is good, I'm here to tell you it can be great. If it's great, it can be greater. Uh, we cannot ever exhaust God here on this side of heaven. We should always be growing. I say this about marriages. Marriage, your honeymoon should be the worst day in your marriage because it ought to be getting better from that point on. For the most part, most people's marriages, that was the best day, and it's gotten worse from that point on. And so God wants us to always be growing, life getting better. And, and so hopefully there'll, there'll be something that I say that the Holy Spirit will take and use in your life that will transform your life into what he really wants and desires for it to be. Are you, are you uh, connecting yet with me? And so I want to start out this morning taking you to 1 Peter chapter 3, and I'm going to start there before I give you today's title of this message. I'm going to take you to the scripture, and I want to, I want to just uh, take a portion of this scripture and just make a few comments and, and really kind of bring you up to date if you haven't been with us and kind of recap a little bit, and then we'll get into the content of today's message that I believe will be very, very impactful if you'll allow it, if you'll open your heart and be teachable. And not resist. I think, I think sometimes we don't even recognize, because we've done it so often in life, that we resist. We resist God's word, and sometimes even reject it. 
And so let's, let's embrace it, let's welcome it, let's uh, uh, receive it and absorb it into our lives so that we can allow it to have the impact that he, he, he wants it to have in our lives. So 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, we'll, we'll start there. It says here, it says, here, it says for he would lo- who would love life and see good days. That's all I'm going to read of this scripture right now. Notice here it says, for he who would love life and see good days. Literally in the, in the Greek uh, uh, dictionary, the word here or the, the phrase here, he who would love life, means he who has the time, uh, excuse me, for he who has the life that he loves. And that's where I got this title from. If we're going to have the life that we love, then we're going to have to pay attention to what God has to say. And then it goes on to say, he will see good days. He will see good days. And, and I looked that up, and so I'm going to give you a lot of definitions today because we want to define exactly what it is that God is saying to us. And, and have good days, it literally in the Greek, and I have this up on the screen, it means this, days where you have the time of your life. Days where you have the time of your life. Let's bring that up, please. There you go. Days where you have the time of your life. Are you having the time of your life? I am. I'm enjoying life like I've never enjoyed life ever before in my entire life. I, I think if I could go back in history and change some things, I would change, no doubt. I would change a lot of things in my life, even in my walk with the Lord. And I, I, I haven't had the time of my life like I'm having the time of my life now. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I just, we just got off a 21-day prayer of fasting. And, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, it's, it, it was just a fabulous time spiritually for me during this 21 days of prayer and fasting. I, I take it serious. And, and even during that time where uh, I'm, I'm uh, resisting food for, you know, that many days and, and that type of thing, and it gets, it gets to a point where it gets easy uh, once you get past that, that, that difficult point. But once you do, it's... it's easy and 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 it's just it's just what God begins to do in your life and things that he shows you and wants to do in your life and and what I'm saying is even during those times where maybe your flesh is wanting more and it's it's battling and you're going through some things I'm still having the time of my life I'm still enjoying life Isaiah Isaiah says that Jesus said it this way he said that he says that we would have an acceptable year and, and that word acceptable year, I, I love the way that it reads in the Greek too. It reads this way. It means the most blessed time. The most blessed time. Now, let's go to the, 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 the thing. The most blessed time. We'll bring it up. The most blessed time where salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound profusely abound where the free favors of God profusely abound God wants us to have his free favors profusely abounding in our life where we're having the most blessed time the most blessed time in our life are we having it are we having that most blessed time are you having it this morning? Are you having it in your marriage? Are you having it with your children? Are you having it on your job? Are you having the most blessed time 
in the night when you're sleeping. Some of you struggle sleeping because you're, you're full of worry, worry and cares and, and fretting and, and concerns. Are, are you, uh, honestly, are you truly, uh, ask yourself, are you having the most blessed time where you're experiencing uh, salvation? And salvation is all-inclusive. That means everything that God's provided for you and I health and prosperity and all kinds of blessings in our life. That's all. God wants that for us. And where the free favors of God profusely abound in our life. That's, that's good news. And so what we've been doing is we've been talking about how we can have this happen in our lives. How we can experience that in our relationships. How we can experience it in, in every area of our life. And First Peter chapter 3, if we'll take time, if we'll get in the Word of God, if we'll examine God's Word, if we'll take time to see what God's saying to us, it's amazing what, what's being communicated. It takes time to, to get to know somebody. And we, honestly, have you ever talked with somebody and, and there's a lot of uh, communication that's going on and, 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 and you kind of maybe go back and Think about that conversation that you had with that person and, and you realize that you weren't even tuned in and you can't even remember what they said. Has, has that ever happened? And some of you saying, yep, it's happening right now. I'm not even tuned in right now. Come on, connect with me. Here's, here's the deal. Many times we can even read the Word of God. And this has happened for me. Ed telling you it's happened for me, with me a lot, a lot of times. Where I read the Word and I get through reading uh, because I have a daily reading plan, discipline. I read daily every day of my life the Word of God. And so I have this daily reading plan. And sometimes I'll get through and it's like, what in the world did I just read? <laughs> it's like I was reading words, but man, I was not engaged. And so we've got to take time to see what God's saying. That God wants to bless us richly and, and bless us. And he wants us to experience this time, the time of our life in our lives in every area. And that's why we, we've got to give him time every, every day. Not only every day, but every week. That's why church is so important. That's why small groups are so important. Because I'm telling you, when you get around others that are hearing from God and spending time from God, you're going to hear from God through them. And so let me, let me go back to 1 Peter chapter 3, and it says this. It says, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from seeking, uh, speaking deceit. And so we talked about those things. He says, if you're going to experience the life that you love and have the, the, the time of your life, and if you're going to have this most blessed time, then, then you're going to have to watch your tongue from speaking evil. It said, it said you've got to watch your tongue. And it says, refrain your tongue from speaking evil. In other words, it says, don't draw back. That word refrain means don't pull back. And we talked about this in length. And many times we pull back. You remember the children of Israel. We talked about this in the past. If you're with us, the children of Israel, those 12 spies that were sent in to spy out the land, out of the 12, all of them came back. Ten of them brought back an evil report. And many times we're bringing back... A report, taking back what God said was already ours, and we're taking it back and drawing back with our words what it is that we ought to be, we ought to be uh, uh, achieving and receiving from God. We're pulling back because we're speaking opposite of what God's saying concerning our circumstances. It's an evil report. 
a report of unbelief or disbelief. And, 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 and there's, there's power in the tongue of life and death. It can produce good or bad in and through our tongue. The Bible says that James says it's like a rudder that, that guides our life and directs our life. And, 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 and then it goes on to say not only are we, uh, are we not to uh, use our tongue for evil, but it says your lips from speaking deceit. Your lips from speaking deceit. It says turn away. You got to turn away or you got to refrain, refrain from that. Your lips from speaking deceit. That word deceit actually means to bait. To bait somebody where you, uh, you say things that's going to cause an offense. And when you do that, it causes, it causes not harm on the person that you're baiting. It actually brings harm on you. The Bible says that offenses are going to come, but woe to him who the offense comes from. And so our tongues, many times we're baiting people and we're, we're, we're provoking people and, and causing, causing them to be offended. And so if we're going to have the life that we want, the life that God wants us to have, we've got to watch this little powerful thing that we have and make sure that we're watching and, 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 and giving it under control to God. And by the way, you can't control your tongue without the, the, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're going to speak things that are going to be horrible if you don't watch it. Okay? And so watch your tongue. Amen? Are you, are you, are you tracking with me this morning? Now, it goes on to say this, and we talked about this last week. It says, it says, let him, verse 11, let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him turn away from evil. That word turn means to, it means, uh, or the, excuse me, the word evil means to cause harm or hurt. And the word turn, actually, it means a, a cause to bent. We all have a bent leaning towards something. We all have a bent leaning towards being selfish that really causes harm and hurt in lives of other people. You know, divorce, you, you have a lot of people that go, they'll say, well, uh, you know, the reason I'm getting a divorce is because my husband or my wife, they committed adultery. Let me tell you, it wasn't adultery that was the problem. It was the selfishness that led to adultery. The number one problem with any problem, relational problem, is selfishness. It's not the, it's not the other issues. It's selfishness. And, and it, always, it always hurts and it always harms people. Selfishness will always do that. The Bible says that we got to pull back from that. We all have a bent leaning towards that. And again, I said, once again, I said, we can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit in our life. That's why we've got to have a relationship with Him. We need His grace, His power, His ability in us to help us to overcome those bent leaning toward things that we do. Some of us have a bent leaning towards just speaking our mind. And listen, you can't speak everything that comes out of your mind because not everything that comes out of your mind is God. Amen. You have a bent leaning towards something that's going to get you in trouble and it's going to hurt and harm others. Amen. It's going to offend, it's going to hurt and harm, and it's all eventually it's going to keep you from the life that you love. Amen? Amen? Amen. And then it goes on to say, do good. And we discovered that word do is very powerful. It, that word do means that you've got to be intentional. It's something that you've got a purpose beforehand to do. It's something that you've got to do until it's completed or you keep doing it until, 
until it's necessary. You just keep doing it. And the word good means to give the best of yourself. So you and I are to do it. You are to be intentional. You are to purpose to do it. And we're to keep doing it until we're finished giving the best of ourself to God and to others. And that's how we're going to have the life, the, 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 the time of our life. Okay? Our, our work, now, we're caught up. Now, I spent a, uh, this time catching you up. Now, I'm going to download a whole lot in just a short minute, amount of time. So I need you to listen fast as I talk fast. All right? So it goes on to say, it says, let, 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 let him turn away from evil and do good. Get this. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Let him seek peace and pursue it. That word seek means to desire. Man, as I was thinking about this, more people desire what they want over the peace of God that God wants in their hearts. More people will seek whatever it is that they, they desire in, in their life. It means to desire, it means to yearn for. That we've got to yearn for peace more than what we want in our lives. Sometimes we'll pursue things in our life that's not bringing peace in our heart. We know, we, we wonder why we're restless and unsettled all the time and agitated. Some of you, you understand what I'm, because you're constantly just agitated about this, that, or the other. It's, there's, there's like a continuous agitation. Some of you, it's just a little bit nagging thing inside. It's because there's something in your life that you don't have peace about that you need to go back and correct. You've got to yearn for, you've got yearn for, you've got to yearn for, you've got to yearn for peace more than you want your own way. You've got to, you've got to desire peace more than anything. First of all, he is the prince of peace. I was talking, at one of our small groups uh, this past year, we were having a small group and there's a couple there that doesn't go to our church and they were needing to make a life decision and that was going to be really life uh, altering and, and it had to do with the move and, and it had to do with a job change. It had to do with a number of different things. And so they asked me about, you know, about this and, and how, to, how do they determine and decipher. And this is where I led them. I said, the Bible says to seek peace and pursue it. That, that you've, got to, you've got to determine the peace of God. And I told him, I said, why do we want to seek peace? Because he's the prince of peace. One of the fruits of the Spirit is peace. So if, if we have the peace of God that passes all understanding, and if that's being our guide, then we know we're right where God wants us to be, regardless of circumstances. Regardless of what our circumstances say or are not saying, we are right where we need to be because we're, we're following God if we're following peace. One of the fruits of the Spirit tells us that we're walking in the Spirit whenever we're seeking peace. Is that, is that understandable? Did I make that clear enough? And so, so we, we want to seek peace. We've got to yearn for it. We've got to strive for it. It means to strive for it, to find, to demand it. We've got to demand peace above anything else. That I don't care what it is. I don't care how good it looks. I don't care how, 
how glamorous it is. I don't care how popular it is. If it, if it, if the peace of God isn't on it, I am not going. I demand peace over any anything and everything else. So that word seek is so full. It means to demand. It means to request. It means it means it means an absence of confusion. It also means, and also this can happen internally, not just externally, but it means an absence of uh, bickering, quarreling, and contention. Sometimes we have, we have this, this bickering, quarreling, and contention going on in, even within ourselves. Man, we've just got this, oh, we're just, you know what I'm saying? And we've got to be, we've got to demand peace. We've got to seek Peace more than anything and everything. Jesus said it this way. I love this. This is so good. I tell you, I've guided my life by this, this one scripture here. And it's proven out every time that if you seek peace, you're going ha- to find God. You're going to find God in it every time. And, and by the way, the peace of God will never violate the word of God. It will always complement because the word and the spirit always complement. They're always in agreement. And so when you're seeking peace, you're always going to find God in it. Uh, Jesus said this. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. John 14, uh, uh, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. There's a couple of words here that I want you to see. It says, not, don't let your heart be troubled. And you know what it, it, literally, it, it literally says? It means, it, it, it means don't let your heart come out from the un, under the influence of God's sphere of influence. In other words, you stay under the sphere of God's influence in your life, your heart. You stay connected to peace. Paul said it, he said it this way in Ephesians, he says, he says uh, keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. It's something that you have to hold on to. You've got to latch on to it. It's something that you demand and you hold on to. Because I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a devil out there, there's going to be people out there, there's going to be circumstances out there, there's going to be things that are going to try to get you away from the peace of God. And they're going to try to disturb your heart. Now, another thing that it says, it says, don't let it be afraid. It literally says this and means this. It says, don't be afraid of anything. We can't allow anything to take our peace. Fear will come into people's lives. How many people? Let's be honest with each other. Can we be honest in church? I mean, we need to, I mean, if we're Christians, it doesn't matter whether we're in a church building or not because we are the church, okay? But let's be honest together in this place. How many people have made decisions based on fear rather than the peace of God? They allowed fear to determine and to dictate their decisions rather than what God has told them to do. Or what they know to do. Or know not to do. But because of fear, they've made that decision. And, and so, it, it, you know, Jesus said, don't let your heart be influenced by anything else but me. And that includes fear. That, in other words, don't fear anything. Fear has, it, it, it doesn't have any power unless you give it the power. Now, we understand that the Bible says that fear has the, the power to torment. 
that it'll torment you and I. And it can be the littlest thing that can torment you and our, I in our lives. And so we've, we've got to be careful. 1 John 4.18, I need a scoot. It says, there is no fear in love. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it to you. There is no fear in love because perfect fear, excuse me, perfect love, perfect fear. <laughs> Don't want perfect fear. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears is, has not been yet perfected or matured in love yet. And so we, we, we need the love of God. We need the influence of God's word. Don't let, the, don't, let your, don't let your heart be troubled. That word trouble means to be stirred up, to, to disturb with various emotions such as fear or trouble or questions that, that disquiet you. Have you ever had some things that you just question, it just starts disturbing your peace? You know, I, I know I, one thing I can say about this in the 30, almost two years that I've been serving Jesus, I've never questioned God. I've never questioned Him. I, I, honestly, I've had all kinds of things happen in life, but I, I know that He is perfect. I settled that early on in my life. I settled it early on that He is perfect that his way is truth, that there, he is the final authority and what he said is right. He established all, he established everything by his word. And, and so I know that his way of, I never have questioned God. Why? I mean, you know, I've never questioned him. Because God's perfect. I'm not going to allow questioning disturb the peace of God in my heart. Because I want that life that he wants us to have. Wow. You know that word peace means? There's, there's lots of meanings, but that word peace means health, welfare, prosperity. It means every kind of good, all the blessings that come to us because we have been reconciled to God. Every kind of blessings. That peace that we're to seek. Now that puts a new meaning to seeking peace. We ought to seek health. We ought to seek prosperity. We ought to seek welfare. We ought to seek every kind of good. We ought to seek all the blessings that come to us because we have been reconciled to God. That's a, that's a total different meaning, hasn't it? I mean, doesn't it put a whole different meaning on it? Sometimes we're seeking, we're seeking things that are, are, are unhealthy. We're, we're seeking things in our life that, that's not for the welfare of everybody. We're, think, we're seeking things that's not going to prosper us. There's just things in the flesh, things that our flesh wants, our, our, our flesh uh, craves and, and goes after. That's, it's going it's, it's to it's bankrupt us. And I'm not talking about financially, but that can happen too. Spiritually, relationally, and every other way. And so we've got to to do do that. Okay. Good preaching. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Actually, I can't take any credit. It's he who lives in me. So he says, seek peace. We define that. And then he goes on to say, pursue it. Pursue peace which is the second point. And I'm talking about a life designed by peace today, by the way. So point number one is we need to seek peace. Point number two, we need to pursue it. We need to pursue peace. 
Okay? Are you, are you, are we, are we up to speed now? Okay, so what I want to do is I want to, I want to talk and I'm going to break down a little bit more for us this morning so that we can understand what it means to pursue because that's a, it's like God bumped it up. It's like, okay, seek it. But now that you've done that, I want you to go ahead and pursue. I mean, so what does that word pursue literally mean? Man, it's, it's, a, it's a very different word. It's a very powerful word, but a very different word. That word pursue means to, to follow or to press hard after. It's something that we've got to press into. It's not going to come easily many times. It, it also means to pursue, pursue with earnestness and diligence in order to obtain it. We've got to be earnest about this thing. We've got to really want it. We've got to yearn for it, desire it, but we've got to, we've got to press into it, and we've got to diligently go after it until we obtain it, regardless of what opposition we face. It also means to, ooh, I like this. It means to press, it means to press violently. It means to press violently or to force our way into it. Sometimes we just got to press in and, and force our way into that peace, that prosperity, that, that blessing, that, that uh, all that was provided for us through, through our redemption, our salvation. We've got to press into it violently. It, it reminds me of the scripture found in, in uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it, takes it by force. It's something that we've got to press in. And Matthew 5, 9 says this. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, let me give you a little twist on this. When we become a Christian, a believer, when we, when we ask Jesus Christ to come into our life, the Bible says that we've been, we've been blessed with all blessings in heavenly places. So, look at this scripture. Understand that you are the blessed, not trying to get blessed. You are already blessed. Many times we're not experiencing the blessing because we're not positioning ourselves to be blessed and to receive what God's already provided through our redemptive uh, provision through Jesus Christ. But we're the blessed. So let's look at the scripture as, as, as us being blessed. So look at this. We're blessed to be peacemakers. We have the ability to be peacemakers. We, we have the blessings of God, the, the provisions of God already on our life to be blessed are the peacemakers. We're blessed to be peacemakers. Can you see it? Many times people are, we're, we've all looked at it probably this way, that uh, if we'll be a peacemaker, then we'll be blessed. No, we're already blessed to be able to be a peacemaker. Amen. Amen. So my question is, what does that word blessed mean? Don't you want to know? Anybody in the house want to know? What's it mean? That word blessed means to, for our life to go forward. Too many people stuck in life. They're stuck in their routines. They're stuck in their dilemma. They're stuck in their just uh, tolerating what it, where they're at instead of enjoying the life that they love, instead of having the time of their life, instead of experiencing the full blessings of God in their life. We're not moving forward. We're just stuck. It also means this. It means our life will flow like a river. We're not a reservoir where we're stagnant 
where nothing, there's no life in it. You know, in a, when you're in, the, there's a pond with no outflow, there's nothing going out of it, it gets stagnant, nothing can live in it. But in rivers, oh, it becomes life-giving. That's why we are, as a church, are life-giving. Why? Because we seek peace and we pursue it. We don't just try uh, uh, casually to go after it. No, we violently go after our peace. It's our, this is who we are. We go after God with everything. 21 days of prayer and fasting, seeking God, coming together. Friday night was awesome. Thank you guys that participated in that. We come and sought God for whatever he wants to do in our lives. Amen? We violently go after it. We're not settling for less. If you ain't stirred, your wood's wet. Romans twelve eighteen, it says, if it is possible, it's not always, but if, if it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Now, you can be at peace even though somebody else isn't at peace with you. Amen. You can keep that peace. I, I was talking to somebody this week, uh, last week. And uh, in, in our conversation, some things had happened historically back, years and years back, where he came back to me and he uh, apologized about a decision that he made that, that, that hurt my heart, hurt the, hurt the church at the time, and, and caused some people you know, to you know, maybe leave as a result. And, and, and he came back years ago and repented and apologized and and as we were in conversation, because uh, in this conversation there was some content that we were discussing that was needed, and we had to go back historically. He was actually doing an interview on me. Was, I was having to go back and recount some things historically, and, and, and we came across some names uh, of some people that had basically did some of the same things. And, and he says, did this person ever come back and apologize? I said, no. And just shook his, I mean, just kind of like, Really? Never apologized. But I'm going to tell you, my heart towards that person, perfect peace. If I saw that person today, I could love on that person. I could welcome that person. I could could minister that person. There would be no walls. There would be no reservation. There would be no resistance. There would be nothing. Because my heart's right. If at all possible, you keep your heart at peace. It may, it may not be possible that they will be reconciled to you, but you do your part. Keep your heart. Because I'm not going to ever give up my peace. Because I want to have a day that I love. My good days. Days made up of years. The acceptable year where we're having the time of our life. Enjoying life. Amen? Amen? Some of you just cannot see it yet. I'm here to tell you God has this for all of us. The most blessed day where, where, where rivers, life is flowing from us. Good things. Oh, Jesus. Can I give you one more scripture? Romans chapter 14, verse 16 through 19. It says, Therefore, let your good be spoken. Thank you. Thank you for Lynn. He helps me. Yes. Keeps me in peace. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken as of evil. For the kingdom of heaven is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
once again, I, you need, we need the involvement of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this life without him. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Quit it. Amen. It's a very prideful thing to think that you can, you can do life in ministry without the, 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 the influence of God's uh, uh, hand and, 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 and uh, power in our heart, in our lives. We need it every day. In the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify one another. Let's pursue peace. What does that mean? We're pursuing health, welfare, prosperity, every kind of good. All the blessings that come to us because we have been reconciled to God and we violently go after it. We do not, do not compromise it in any way, shape, and form. I hope, I hope this helped you out. I hope that you have the time of your life this year. Our church, we're poised to make a huge impact. In the days to come, I believe that God's going to take our team. He's going to continue to grow it. One of the reasons that uh, uh, we have a growth track with Terry and, and Shannon uh, spearheading that growth track is to help everybody to come into our church to have a place to connect, a place where they can be a part of making a life-giving difference of their life. And if you'll do that, if you'll just come in, if you'll just give us a year, and if, I mean, truly give us a year. We have the EXO conference coming in that we're doing in just a couple of weeks. Uh, we have, uh, you know, just, uh, we had the 21 days of prayer. We've got all kinds of different things that we got some small groups kicking off. It, this is for you. It's, it's not for just, uh, yeah, we all benefit, but this is, this is for all of us. We're healthier because of it. If you'll just give us a year. I guarantee you'll, you'll, you'll begin to experience the life that you love. And so if you haven't jumped into the growth track, next, next week, step one, perfect place. If you're concluding it, step four is today, jump in the growth track. Step one, get connected. We'll help you. And, and you'll have the time of your life. I guarantee you, if you'll, if you'll apply yourself. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.